0: Welcome to the Shift Gold, Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, December 17th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So, the Fed has launched its war on inflation. Looks to me like it's taking a pea shooter to a bazooka fight. So much to talk about today. Let's start with the inflation data that came out over the last week, and then we'll talk about the final Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting of the year. Now, for full disclosure, I have to travel this weekend, so I'm actually recording this on Thursday afternoon. If you listened to the show last week, you heard me break the November CPI data live. CPI came in pretty close to expectations. Of course, expectations were smoking hot. And in fact, 6.8% was the biggest annual CPI gain since 1982. And that's using the cooked government formula that understates inflation. If you actually calculate CPI using the formula that was used back in the 1970s, inflation is running about 15%. That's the highest inflation level ever. The total CPI gain for 2021 now stands at 7.1%, with one month left to go. Peter Schiff had some interesting analysis comparing inflation in the 1970s to inflation today, and I'll link to that in the show notes page because it's definitely worth checking that out. But that wasn't the only inflation news for the week. We also got the producer price data, and it was also sizzling hot. The producer price index rose by 0.8% month-on-month in November. The expectation was for a 0.5% gain. Year-on-year producer prices were up a whopping 9.6%. That was the biggest increase since this data series was revamped back in 2010. Now, we continue to see a large gap between producer and consumer prices, with producer prices actually running hotter than consumer prices. Ultimately, I think producers of goods and services are going to pass on at least some, if not a lot, of these increasing costs onto their customers. That means consumers will see even more price hikes in the future as producers endeavor to recoup their costs. You know, it's funny, Elizabeth Warren claims that greedy corporations are price-gouging consumers, and that's why prices are going up. But companies aren't raising prices nearly as fast as their production costs are going up. So if anything, these greedy companies are actually letting us price gouge them by not raising prices to meet their rising costs. Of course, I imagine at some point they will, and we'll see this gap between PPI and CPI start to close up. That, by the way, isn't great news for you or me. At this point, it should be crystal clear that inflation isn't transitory. Fed Chair Jerome Powell even admitted this a few weeks ago. Of course, I've been saying it for months, right? I mean, it's obvious if you understand that inflation isn't just prices mysteriously rising, that we were going to have this inflation. It's an increase in the money supply. The Fed has increased the money supply by record amounts. A lot of that money was showered directly on consumers in the form of stimulus. They went out and spent the money, so you had more dollars chasing less stuff because, you know, we weren't producing as much with everybody locked up in their houses for the Rona. Jerome Powell keeps blaming inflation on demand and the ensuing supply chain issues. And of course, there is increased demand. But you created it by showering us with money. Of course prices are going up. And of course it isn't transitory. This was totally predictable as evidenced by the fact that I predicted it. At any rate, even the Fed can't ignore inflation with the data that's come out over the last couple of months. So everybody assumed the Fed was going to really launch its war on inflation during this Fed meeting. Gold had been selling off in anticipation of this ultra-tight monetary policy that was certainly coming down the pike. But that didn't happen. I mean, a lot of people in the mainstream are pretending that's what happened. Check out this one summary of this week's Fed meeting that I found. Quote, the upward movement, this is in stocks, came despite the central bank's most hawkish policy pivot in years as it looks to put a lid on inflation. And it goes on to explain that stocks are rallying because the markets are happy because they got an assurance from the Fed that it is taking inflation seriously. But it's not, though. The only reason you can call this remotely hawkish is because policy has been so extraordinarily dovish for decades. Even with inflation running over 7%, 15% if you use a real CPI formula, the Fed is only talking about making things eh, just a little less loose. As I said, it's taking a pea shooter to a bazooka fight. So, The first thing to note is the Fed wrapped up yet another FOMC meeting with rates pegged at 0%. So again, it didn't actually do anything with interest rates. But the Fed did announce it will speed up tapering its asset purchase program. It will double the pace of the taper with the central bank buying $60 billion in bonds beginning in January. That would be half the amount, uh, $120 billion a month in bond purchases at quantitative easing's peak. So at that pace, the taper should be complete by March 2022. And then once the Fed wraps up its asset purchase program, it will begin raising interest rates, or so it says. The FOMC released a new dot plot projecting three rate hikes of 25 basis points next year, three in 2023, and two more in 2024. That would push the interest rate to around 2%. The FOMC did uh, express some concern about inflation, There was no mention of the word transitory, but the committee members continue to skirt their own responsibility for rising prices, instead blaming them again on pandemic-related issues. Quote, supply and demand imbalances related to the pandemic and the reopening of the economy have contributed to elevated levels of inflation, the FOMC statement said. Note, there is no mention of the trillions of dollars that the Federal Reserve has printed out of thin air. And you know, this is a bunch of BS as I've already discussed. The supply and demand imbalances are because you clowns at the Fed printed trillions of dollars out of thin air. So, during his post-meeting press conference, Powell said he expects inflation to begin coming down toward the back end of next year. But he actually conceded that's not even a certainty. Quote, "We can't act As though that's a certainty, and we're not going to act as though that's a certainty. There's a real risk now, we believe, I believe, that inflation may be more persistent and that it may be putting inflation expectations under pressure, and that the risk of higher inflation becoming entrenched has increased. It certainly increased. Wow, stop and think about this for a second. Literally a month ago, this same guy, was still saying inflation is transitory. It's amazing how much the narrative has shifted in a really, really short amount of time. I guess we're all expected to just pretend the narrative never happened. You know, transitory was never uttered. The wise bankers have everything under control, right? I mean, really, it's weird. Nobody ever says, hey, you bastards were totally wrong. You weren't even in the ballpark. Why in the hell should I believe you now? I mean, they're never right. Remember right up until the housing bubble burst back in 2006, 2007, these people were all saying everything's fine. It's never fine when they say that it's fine. So anyway, Powell and company have finally conceded inflation is a thing. Bully on them. What are they going to do about it? Well, it appears not much, despite dumb headlines that are floating around out there like this one. Quote, the Federal Reserve just declared war against inflation. No, there is no war. These moves by the Fed amount to little more than spitting into the wind when it comes to actually taking on inflation. In fact, they're still pouring gasoline on the fire. They're just pouring less gasoline on the fire. Uh, And and somehow we think that's going to put the fire out. Let's pause and consider what a real war on inflation would actually look like. First off, interest rates need to be set higher than CPI. That's the only way to incentivize people to save. If interest rates are higher than inflation, people will save more and buy less. That would put a drag on demand. It would soak up some of this money and and it would help push prices down. As I said, the annualized CPI for 2021 is over 7% right now. We'll just use that government number for the sake of argument, but keep in mind, inflation is actually a lot higher than that. So here's the question. Do you really think the Fed can raise interest rates to that level without crashing an economy that is built on artificially low interest rates, borrowing, and money printing? The last time interest rates were over 7% was December of 1990. A 5.25% interest rate was the pin that popped the housing bubble back in 2006. They never got above that. And that led, of course, to the 2008 financial crisis and then the Great Recession. And they're not even talking about doing this. The plan, remember, the plan is for 2% in what? Three years. Do the math. And this is the plan to slay 7% inflation? I don't think so. And I'll be honest with you. I don't even think they'll get to 2%. Think back to 2018 when the Fed finally got around to really tightening in earnest after the Great Recession. They got to 2.5% and the stock market bubble popped. The economy got all jittery and the Fed pivoted right back to rate cuts. The only thing that saved the Fed's bacon was the pandemic. That gave it an excuse to launch massive quantitative easing and pump that bubble back up. I don't see how they get to 2% today with even more debt and an even bigger bubble. Of course, it's not just about interest rates, right? They really need to shrink the money supply. That's the root of this inflation problem. There are too many dollars out there, given the amount of stuff in the economy. The central bank needs to shrink its $8.7 trillion balance sheet. It needs to sell bonds. It needs to pull some of these dollars out of the monetary system. The Fed isn't even talking about doing this, at least not publicly. Now, when asked about actually shrinking the $8.7 trillion balance sheet, Chairman Jerome Powell set a cautious tone, saying, quote, it's best to take a careful, methodical approach, noting that markets can be sensitive about it. Yes, Jerome, yes, they can. Of course, we saw this in 2018. The Fed balance sheet grew from $898.6 billion just billion, in August 2008, to a peak of just over $4.5 trillion on January 2015. So that was the first, uh, actually, three rounds of quantitative easing in response to the Great Recession. The Fed didn't really start trying to shrink the balance sheet in earnest until 2018. But, you know, if you remember, then it was on autopilot. Well, autopilot didn't last very long. The balance sheet got down to $3.76 trillion in late August of 2019. That's it. That's as low as they could get it. They were already increasing the balance sheet again before the RONA. And now we're at $8.7 trillion with no discussion of shrinking that puppy. But yeah, we're at war with inflation. Okay. Think about those numbers again for a minute. $898.6 billion in August 2008. Then it went to 4.5 trillion in response to the financial crisis and the Great Recession. They only got it down to 3.76 trillion before the stock market and the economy threw a hissy fit, and now we're at 8.7 trillion dollars. And I'm I'm supposed to really believe that this is some kind of war on inflation? It's ridiculous. In practice. The Fed is barely altering the tightening policy that it announced at the last meeting when inflation was still supposedly just transitory. This is all smoke and mirrors. If the Fed really is at war with inflation now, it's picked a fight it can't win. There is no way that merely finishing the taper a couple of months early and raising rates to ooh 2% over 2 or 3 years is going to tamp down 7% inflation. Higher than that, really 15%. And then looking at the producer price index, more inflation coming down the pike. There's no way. And here's the thing. We already know the Fed playbook. When the markets inevitably crash and the economy begins to spiral toward recession, the central bank will stop tightening and reverse whatever rate hikes it managed to implement. And then it will go straight back to quantitative easing. In other words, at the first sign of economic trouble, the Fed will almost certainly surrender to inflation and go right back to its inflationary policies. And of course, it can only do that for so long Before it completely crashes the dollar. And of course, if they don't, if they actually do fight inflation, well, the bubble will completely deflate. By that, I mean the economy will plunge into a deep recession, more likely a depression. Maybe, just maybe the markets are starting to get it. Now, gold rallied late Wednesday and into Thursday. Uh, Last time I checked, it was knocking on the door of $1,800 an ounce again. Of course, Initially, after the Fed meeting, the gold dropped, um, as it has every time there has been any, uh, any thought of monetary tightening. But a lot of people apparently jumped in to buy that dip. At least somebody out there seems to be starting to realize that inflation ain't going anywhere. Now... This would probably be a good time to talk to a shift Gold Precious Metal specialist about how you can protect your wealth from this non-transitory inflation that the Fed is not at war with. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160, or you can just shoot them an email info at shiftgold.com. They'll get right back with you. I've said before, these guys are fantastic and they will look at your portfolio, your investment goals, where you are, and help you figure out how precious metals can fit into your overall investment strategy. So give them a call today so with that that is a gold wrap for this week you can get more details on all of these stories and more of course and keep up with all of the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com news if you haven't done it already you can subscribe to this Friday Gold Wrap podcast over at Apple Podcast uh, we're on the Shift Gold YouTube uh, channel we're on Stitcher you'll find links to all of these things on the show notes page as well as links to our social media platforms so Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic weekend. And um, I probably won't talk to you next week because it'll be Christmas week. Uh, Next Friday actually will be Christmas Eve. So I will talk to you again on New Year's Eve to wrap up this crazy year. Thanks again for listening. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holiday Season.